Hi, this is Varun Haran, Principal Correspondent for Asia with Information Security Media Group. I have with me Phil Cracknell, who is Independent Risk Consultant and Founder and Chairman at the CISO Club. Phil is going to be speaking with us about security metrics and some of the challenges that practitioners are facing when it comes to communicating and measuring the effectiveness of information security programs. Phil is also going to be sharing some recommendations on how practitioners can do this better and speak the language of business to further their mandate. Hi, Phil. Thanks for joining us today. It's a pleasure. Phil, what are some of the challenges that practitioners have traditionally faced when it comes to measuring information security and the effectiveness of information security and communicating this with the management, with the business? Okay, and there you've just described a very big problem, not just how do we gather this information, how do we represent it, how do we communicate it in such a way that it's meaningful. Most of the time it isn't meaningful and we report what we can report, not what we should report. So we know we've had 50,000 viruses last month, so we report that at a board level in a huge huge report that takes us days to produce each month of which there is nothing of any interest in there to the board and this is when we talk about CISOs not speaking the language of the board they don't have the words to speak the language of the board it doesn't matter how they put it that report is not of interest 50,000 viruses last month we had 60,000 the month before is that better or worse are we finding more being attacked less without context the 50,000 versus 60,000 is meaningless and so the whole idea that we had was to debunk this you must report something to show that you're doing a function in the organization a lot of the time this is because the management want to see some kind of performance indicator or some indicator that you are doing things most CISOs as part of their nature is they want to demonstrate they're effective but there's a real frustration and tension and conflict there because they can't demonstrate effectiveness in the absence of any major real incidents that's when they show how effective they are so in the meantime they're trying to establish the defense they put in place are working and the only way to show that is some kind of a report or a metric. So what are you suggesting? You call it the CISO Club Metrics Project. What needs to be reported and how should it be reported? So Club CISO got together a bunch of leading information security managers and decided upon brainstorming session where we would all put our top five individual values or metrics, things that we would like to be able to have visibility of. The number of major incidents per month, the number of systems not patched that month, the number of new starters that have not had their induction training, the number of leavers that have not had all their accounts closed before they left. Values that we deal with at a low level on a daily basis, but we never consider they would be of interest if they were collected together and grouped in the right way. And of course, collected in such a way that they would be comparable to another business. So from a mergers and acquisitions point of view, one business might be able to compare these values to their own to decide whether it's a good fit culturally and whether it would expose them to any extra risk. Equally, third-party suppliers, a big problem for a lot of organizations, could suddenly be assessed in a sweeping, one sweeping move to ask them, how many of these, how many of these, and how many of these? Okay, you compare favorably with us. We'll progress this conversation forward. So the group of CISOs literally put over 100 metrics on the board, and then we grouped them together. And they actually grouped together nicely into five or six categories instantly. And it's those categories that we feel are the most significant because each category heading you could assign or roll up a value and all the lower level metrics would all add to whatever that value was. So in the most simplest of terms, I might be able to say my organization has an exposure value of seven, an agility value of three, and a culture value of 10. 
And I might be able to trade that with another organization where they say, well, our culture's five. What are you doing so good to get a 10? And we could instantly talk in those terms. Just three numbers is all it might take for the board to have some indication of how well the function is going. Obviously, that's rolling it up. Underneath each of those families, there might be 20, 30 or 40 individual metrics that are calculated and obtained and and created and valued and weighted. But ultimately, they will roll up into a single number or a representation of a number. Like you mentioned, this is traditionally been done in the security industry by analysts, by the big four, by the vendors. I mean, practitioners are for long dependent on the analysis that these uh, people provide. When it comes to a CISO-driven metric framework that you're talking about, how is the alternative significantly different from what is already there? I mean, does FUD work well enough? I don't think it does, no. I think we've gone back to our board so many times and said the sky's going to fall in, the emperor's clothes are thin, we need something new. We need to go back with something new. We've gone back for firewalls, we've gone back for IDS, IPS, each time with a different excuse about what bad things are going to happen. And they not they haven't necessarily happened. And so when we've gone back and said, we now need this, they're asking us, what happened to the last thing, oh boy? Didn't that prevent it? Oh, now we need threat intelligence. Why? And so we've got ourselves into this process of going and asking for things because the vendor community are creating the need or the apparent need for these things. What we want to do is be in a position where we can assess this independently away from vendors, away from anybody with any influence other than purists protecting our business. Their requirements, if you like, their influence is they want to sell products or their services. So their actual reason for coming to us and saying you need one of these is not the same as it would be if a bunch of CISOs got together and said what we really need is one of those. Why do we need that? We've all agreed we need it. None of us are going to benefit if any of us get one of those. We're not the vendors. And so puts a massive impartiality factor into play, but it removes that divisiveness that you might be telling me this is a danger because you want to sell more of your product. And let's face it, and and vendors won't really argue, they've had to create fear, uncertainty and doubt over the years, right back from antivirus days, because there's been a lack of tangible proof that these things happen. Because, and it's our fault, it's not the vendor's fault, we have, for some reason or another, for one reason or another, we've not been able to disclose we've been breached. We've had this problem because it will harm our reputation. So the vendors have had to fill the void and create the fear, uncertainty and doubt. And what we're saying is now it's time for reporting and accuracy. There's still a place for fear, uncertainty and doubt just to whip up the general ambience and atmosphere. But when it comes to us communicating to our board, we can't be vague. We can't say things that aren't can't be substantiated. We have to have cold, hard facts. And those facts should be relevant to our business. And the framework that we're putting together here for the metrics allows you to select the facts, just like the CFO has hundreds of financial values and figures at his or her disposal. They only choose to use two or three in their board report, EBITDA, PE value, whatever it might be. They won't use the whole selection because they're not appropriate. Mm-hmm. The same with these. You will use what's appropriate. You'll have them at your disposal, all the rest, but you perhaps only use two or three of these values or a rolled up um, a calculated value that represents how well you are doing in terms of defending. This is an obvious item for an information security practitioner, this need to have metrics that measure information security effectively. And every practitioner seems to do it on his own terms in his in his or her own way. So why hasn't this happened so far in your opinion? I think it's because the organizations that have got together this time around have always got together with the wrong parties. So they've had special interest groups, but they've been vendor sponsored, or they've got together, but they've included consultancies and organizations that 
are not thinking in this purest way of we just want these units of measurement to make our jobs easier. Other people have had other uh, plans to steer that group of individuals. They've had other motives. And so I've been involved in a couple of them where they just never really get off the ground and the trust isn't really there. Whereas you're in a room just full of CISOs, the gloves come off, nobody minds. That kind of free-flowing conversation can't take place if there are analysts, big four, vendors or whoever consultancies in the room because they would jump on that as a business opportunity and the CISOs wouldn't say it with them in the room. So removing all of that, we could then talk openly and freely. And of course, there's an increasing demand for people to speak the language of the board. And and for the last three or four years, people have have attempted in various ways trying to educate the board in technology. Well, that's the wrong way. You know, they've got too much to do. You need to dumb down what you're saying to them, not not increase it and and try and educate them. So it's us that needed to change. So I think um, the, the collective vision of the CISOs involved, they've all seen this problem and they've seen attempts to fix it and this was the one that we arrived at uh, 18 months ago now the metrics project's been going that long so i think what you're trying to do here is fill a very pressing need which is how do you translate information security into the language that business understands and one of the things that practitioners spend a lot of time doing which is a burden is generating reports which might ultimately be irrelevant and just abstractions to the management so what do you recommend in terms of what kind of information should be shared you know specifically so in their current scenario what is the best way they can translate security to the business i think they need to go and understand from their board or from non-execs what values affect current risk indicators if they know what risk indicators the board currently operate with what factors will make the board sit up and take notice it's more than likely they can find the right combination of metrics to connect to that risk indicator so they can influence it so that when we get seven systems and we only had one last week something changes somewhere and a traffic light on their dashboard changes to amber because most of the time they might not be interested in the high level metrics as they stand but they do operate risk indicators and if things take a turn they'll ask questions why has that suddenly gone from red from amber to red because we've just put another seven systems on the network they're facing the internet and we haven't prepared them properly and they they could expose us to an attack and in those words they would say well that was a stupid thing to do why have we done that because we don't have enough resource and the resource that we have can't get around to doing it quickly enough well we need to get some more or we need to fix it in some way can't we get someone in to do this and again that itself is the translation of those factors you don't expect on day one to be able to present the board with a list of metrics but do expect to understand from them what they want to hear about generally trends in significant changes in the posture of the business something that makes a risk that they already know of more likely to happen or the impact of it being more significant than they'd thought. So understand what their high-level risk register is, what their risk indicators are, and connect into that. And so the CISO Club's metric framework, you spoke about how you want industry bodies to implement it, you want vendors to adopt it as well. So what does the future look like for this framework that you have created at the CISO Club? What are the milestones you want to hit? So next steps really are for people to start using this and coming back to us and saying, that one works really well, this one's hard to collect. And then more importantly, within industry groups, to come back and say, this particular one, we were a seven and another industry peer say we were six. And between them, they decide what good looks like. Well, let's say that seven is what we should all aim for. 
and that allows other participants to compare themselves and often that comparison can influence your board you know we are a seven great we used to be a six okay we should be an eight everyone else in this sector is an eight. Oh, okay well what will it take us to get to an eight that's the conversation you can then be having with your board vendors um well ideally vendors will start to look at these and maybe even help in the production of these metrics by making sure that their product works to a, a fairly open standard in terms of producing statistics so instead of them being proprietary statistics they take a look at the metrics outline which describes how each metric is collected and maybe start producing their software or hardware in such a way that it will create the metrics we need out of the box and in the long term we're more than likely going to buy a product that does that rather than one that doesn't as long as they both do the same job we'll lean towards the one that is a little bit more compatible and integrates with our existing framework the CISO metrics project do you have any plans in the future to monetize it or is it going to remain strictly a non-profit it's strictly a non-profit I, I have no plans to monetize it we just want to see that the British Standards Institute are interested mm-hmm. they would like to to talk to us about it becoming a standard obviously I, I want to keep it as it is right now which is collaborative work um, from participating members so right now we want end user communities you know banks telcos pharmaceuticals anyone that wants to implement we'll let them have what we've got so far and they can start to implement and feed back to us how it's going right. i think we need to have a good year of that before we decide what to do going forward we need to get the metrics tested proved get some industry baselines in place and have all of that tested in a clear environment before we then start to bring other parties in and then it, it's beyond scrutiny then it's beyond doubt Thanks, Phil, for speaking with us. It's a pleasure. Thank you. That was Phil Cracknell, independent risk consultant and founder of CISO Club. For ISMG in Asia, this is Varun Haran. Thanks for listening.